ya funguo za ufalme wa Mungu. I want to talk about faith. Nataka kusema juu ya imani. But I really want to talk about something that's uh, a kind of fresh vision of what faith is. Lakini nataka kusema kama mafunuo mapya kuhusu imani ni nini. I want to talk about faith in action. Ninataka kusema juu ya imani inayokuwa ikitenda kazi. Faith in the Bible is a very dynamic word. Imani katika Biblia ni neno lililo na mamlaka makubwa. In the 11th chapter of Hebrews there is a long description of what men and women in the Old Testament did by faith. Katika waraka kwa Hebrania sura ya 11 kuna orodha ndefu ya wanaume na wanawake ambao katika agano la kale walifanya mambo ya ajabu lakini kwa imani. It is a very active chapter. <clears throat> na ni sura ambayo inaonyesha namna ya kutekelezwa au kutendwa kwa kunakoonekana. It tells us what people did by faith. <clears throat> sura ile inatuambia juu ya jinsi watu walivyofanya lakini kwa imani. And the Lord wants us to be people who have a faith which is knowing the will of God and then doing it. Na Bwana anatutaka tuwe watu ambao tutakuwa ni watu wenye imani lakini tukiajua mapenzi ya Mungu na tukafanya. There's nothing worse in the church than people who are trying to be spiritual. Na hakuna jambo lilo baya sana kama vile katika kanisa kuwaona watu wanao jaribu kwa kujitahidi kuwa watu wa kiroho. And this is one of the warnings we need to uh, see concerning uh, uh, spiritual gifts. Na hili ni moja ambalo tunapaswa kuliona kuhusu vipawa vya roho. As we've already heard this morning it's very easy to imitate gifts. Kama tulivyosikizishwa asubuhi ya leo kama onyo kwamba tunaweza tukaigiza vipawa vya kiroho and you see spiritual things going on around you na unaona mambo haya ya vipawa vya roho vinaweza kuwa vinaonekana mahali katika kuzungukwa na wewe it's very easy to pretend to do the same thing na kwa kuona jinsi wengine wanavyotokewa vile ni rahisi ukaigiza we don't have to try to be spiritual. Hatuna sababu yoyote ya kujitahidi kuwa watu wa kiroho. We simply let the Holy Spirit move through us. Badala ya kujitahidi, ni afadhali tu kuacha Roho Mtakatifu aingie katikati ndani yetu. If the Holy Spirit says move, then we move. Na kama Roho Mtakatifu akituambia sasa endelea, nenda, basi tunakwenda and the lord will be with us na katika kufanya vile bwana atakuwa pamoja nasi but if the holy spirit says stay then we must stay lakini kama roho mtakatifu akituambia tulia basi tuwepo mahali tulipo many of you perhaps are seeing and hearing things at this conference that you have never seen before bila shaka wengi wenu mnayasikia na kuyaona mambo ambayo Hamjawahi kuyaona katika maisha yenu katika mkutano huu. And I'm sure we were all helped by what Dennis Peterson said this morning about some of the things that happened last night. Na bila shaka tulisaidiwa asubuhi ya leo ndugu yetu Dr. Peterson alipotuelekeza asubuhi ya leo. Uh, you um, 
saw something last night which uh, you may not have seen before. Bila shaka mlipoona mambo yaliyotokea jana ilikuwa ni namna ya mambo ambayo pengine hamjawahi piaona maishani mwenu. You saw one of our brothers um, falling on the ground and then lying on the ground. Mlimuona mmoja wa ndugu zetu alianguka chini halafu akajiangusha kwenye sakafu. We call that resting in the Holy Spirit. Ile hali inapojitokeza tunaiita ni kupumzika kutulia katika roho. And we find that thing happens also in England. Na jambo lilotokea jana usiku namna ile tunaona linatokea hata huko Uingereza. And it happens to all kinds of people. Na linajitokeza kwa watu wa aina zote. Uh, we seen bishops who are resting in the spirit too. Tumewahi kuwaona maaskofu ambao wameangukiwa na hali ile wakatulia na kupumzika katika roho. And it's a beautiful picture of our, our simply resting in the Lord. Na kwa kweli sura ile inavyojitokeza ni ya namna iliyo ya pekee kwa uzuri wake kupumzika katika roho. And what was happening last night was the Lord was blessing that brother. Na kilichokuwa kikijitokeza jana ilikuwa ni bwana alikuwa kimbariki yule ndugu the power, the power of the lord was coming upon him nguvu ya bwana ilikuwa ikimuijia yeye and the lord was healing him na bwana alikuwa kimponya mtu yule and so his legs got a little weak kwa hiyo katika hali ile miguu yake ilipoteza nguvu zake so we helped him to the ground alafu tuliona afadhali tumlaze na alipokuwa amepumzika vile Bwana alimbariki alikuwa akimbariki wakati alipokuwa amepumzika katika roho. Ni picha nzuri kiasi gani kujiachilia na kuona roho mwenyewe mtakatifu atubariki. Bwana Yesu alisema roho iradhi lakini mwili ni dhaifu. And anything that shows or reveals our weakness and the power of the Holy Spirit that's very good. Na tunapoona tendo linalojitokeza kuonyesha udhaifu wetu lakini nguvu ya roho mtakatifu basi vile ni vizuri sana. We need always to be aware of our human weakness. Tuna haki ya kujua udhaifu wetu wa kibinadamu. The more we are aware of that weakness the more we will call upon the Holy Spirit to help us. Tutakapoendelea kutambua jinsi tulivyodhaifu sisi ndivyo tutakavyoendelea kujitoa kwa ajili ya kuthibitishwa na nguvu za roho mtakatifu. There are many examples in the Bible of people who fell down before the Lord. Katika Biblia katika agano la kale kuna mifano mingi sana ya watu ambao waliangushwa chini na Bwana alikuwa amewagusa kwa roho wake mtakatifu. This happened to John in the book of Revelation when he saw the Lord. Katika agano jipya kwenye kitabu cha ufunuo wa Yohana inaonekana jinsi Yohana alivyoanguka, alivyoangushwa ali, na akamuona Bwana. And our falling down before the Lord is a sign of our weakness and our acknowledgement of his greatness. Na kwa kuangushwa kwetu chini ni kukiri udhaifu wetu lakini pia ni kushukuru juu ya ukuu wa Mungu wetu. But let me say a word of warning. Lakini naomba niseme neno la angalizo. Don't now try and imitate what happened last night. <laughs> Tafadhali usiigize, usiigize kama ilivyotokea jana usiku. Don't start falling down all over the place. <laughs> Usijaribu kujiangusha, tujiangushwe huko na huko 
when the Holy Spirit does it, it's right. Lakini kama Roho Mtakatifu akiamua kufanya hivyo, ni sawa. When we do it, it's wrong. Lakini tutakapofanya kwa kujitahidi, ni kosa. If I if you were to ask me what is the greatest secret that I've learned since I have been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Kama ungeniuliza ni siri ipi ya pekee ambayo nimejifunza toka nilipobatizwa na Roho Mtakatifu? It is a secret the Lord gave me actually when I was baptized in the Spirit. Ni siri ambayo hakika Bwana alinionyesha wakati nilipobatizwa na Roho. And I saw it very clearly in the word of God. Na niliona siri ile wazi wazi katika neno la Mungu. And you'll see it in uh, the letter to the Ephesians. Na utaiona kutoka waraka kwa Waefeso in chapter 1 and in chapter 3. Katika sura ya kwanza na sura ya tatu. I think I shared this last uh, year at the conference in Tanzania. Wale waliokuwa hapo katika mkutano wa mwisho hapa Tanzania mwaka jana nilishirikisha jambo hili. In these two chapters are two very remarkable prayers. Katika sura hizi mbili kuna sala za namna yake za pekee. Paul is praying for believers not for unbelievers. Paulo anawaombea waamini lakini hawaombei wale wasioamini. These were people he knew very well. Watu hawa walioamini Paulo alikuwa amewajua dhahiri. And he had a great a, a, a great love for them. Na aliwapenda. He was like a shepherd uh, towards them. Aliwapenda kiasi kama cha mchungaji kwa kondoo wake. So it's very important for us to see how he prayed for them. Na ni jambo la msingi kujua jinsi alivyowaombea waamini hawa. Now we won't read the whole of these two prayers. Tutaweza kusoma sala hizi zote mbili. But uh, the first one begins in verse uh, 15. Lakini sala ile ya kwanza inapatikana katika waraka kwa Efeso sura ya kwanza mstari wa 13. 15. But I just draw your attention to one verse. Na ninaomba tu muangalie mstari mmoja. This is the first uh, part of the prayer. Na hii ni sehemu ya kwanza ya sala. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ verse 17, the Father of glory may give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him tusome pamoja mstari wa 17 Mungu wa Bwana wetu Yesu Kristo Baba wa utukufu awape ninyi roho ya hekima na ya ufunuo katika kumjua yeye now that is what i've been teaching for the last two mornings hivyo ndivyo nimekuwa nikifundisha katika Asubuhi mbili zilizokishapita uh, that we may have revelation ili tuweze kupewa mafunuo that we might have knowledge ili tuweze kuwa na ujuzi that we may have wisdom ili tuweze kuwa na hekima and Paul knew how important it was for those young Christians to have those gifts Paulo alijua sana jinsi ambavyo wakristo wale wachanga walivyohitaji vipawa hivyo that we might know the lord ili tuweze kumjua bwana that we may know the holy spirit ili tuweze kumjua roho mtakatifu that we might know about the gifts of the spirit ili tuweze kujua juu ya vipawa vya roho that we may know the will of god 
ili tuweze kujua mapenzi ya Mungu that we might know what God's priorities in our life are ili tuweze kujua mambo ya msingi katika maisha yetu kutoka kwa Bwana that we may know what pleases the Lord ili tuweze kujua yanayompendeza Bwana and also the things that displease him pia tuyajue mambo ambayo hayampendezi yeye that we may know what is right ili tuweze kujua yepi yaliyo sawa and what is wrong na yapi yasiyo sawa that we may know what is of the flesh tujue yepi ni ya kimwili and what is of the spirit na yapi ni ya kiroho that we may know what is of god tujue yepi ni ya bwana mungu and we may know what is of satan na tuyajue yapi ni mambo ya shetani and this should be our prayer constantly for ourselves na hii lazima iwe ni sala ya kuendelea kwa ajili yetu wenyewe and our prayer for all our brothers and sisters in the body of christ na sala kwa ajili ya ndugu zetu na dada zetu katika ushirika wa kristo now in chapter 3 paul prays again katika sura ya tatu, Paulo anasali tena. Na want us to look at just the first mm. verse or two. Na ninaomba tutazame kidogo mstari wa mistari ile wa kwanza na wa pili. I'm going to read verse from verse 14. Ah uh, tutatazama mstari wa 14. For this reason I I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named that according to the riches of his glory he may grant you to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man tusome pamoja sura ya tatu, mstari wa 14 mpaka wa 16 kwa hiyo nampigia baba magoti ambaye kwa jina lake ubaba wote wa mbinguni na wa duniani unaitwa awajalieni kwa kadiri ya utajiri wa utukufu wake kufanywa imara kwa nguvu kwa kazi ya roho mtakatifu katika utu wa ndani Paul here is praying that these people might receive and that God would give them certain things. Hapa Paulo anasa, anaomba kwamba watu hawa waweze kupokea kupokea mambo maalum. I wonder if you see the difference between these two prayers. Unaona kuna tofauti katika sala hizi mbili. The first prayer is that I might know the will of God. Sala ya kwanza ilikuwa ili niyajue mapenzi ya Mungu. And the second prayer is that I might receive from the Lord all I need in order to do the will of God. Sala ya pili ni kwamba niweze kuyapokea yote ambaye anaweza kunifanya niyafanye mapenzi ya Mungu. And it was this truth that transformed my life. Na ni hii kweli ambayo iliabadili maisha yangu. God reveals himself to us. Mungu hujidhihirisha kwetu. But then by faith we have to respond to that revelation. Anapokuwa amejidhihirisha kwa namna ile, basi kwa imani yetu lazima tupokee ufunuo ule. We have to repent and believe in the gospel. Katika kuamini ule ufunuo, lazima tutubu dhambi zetu na kuiamini njili. Jesus reveals himself to us as the one who baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. Bwana Yesu anajidhihirisha kwetu yeye ndiye mbatizaji kwa Roho Mtakatifu. Then we have to respond to that and receive the Holy Spirit in our lives. Na ni lazima ufunuo ule tuupokee katika maisha yetu. 
The Lord reveals himself to us as the one who gives gifts to the church. Bwana anajidhihirisha kwetu kwamba yeye ndiye mpaji wa vipawa vya roho. We have to respond by receiving those gifts and using those gifts to the glory of God. Lazima tukubali kupokea vile vipawa halafu tuvitumie lakini kwa utukufu wa Mungu. And all the gifts of the Holy Spirit are we see have these two aspects. Na vipawa vyote vya roho vina maeneo haya mawili. Let me illustrate this from the day of Pentecost. Kwaja nikuangalize kutoka siku ile ya Pentecote. The first thing that happened on the day of Pentecost was that God did something. Jambo la kwanza lilotokea siku ile ya kwanza ya Pentecote, Mungu alifanya kitu. And they knew that God was doing something. Na wale waliokuwa kitazama waliona Mungu alikuwa akifanya kitu. Luke tells us that they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Luka anapoandika anasema wote walijazwa roho. We cannot fill ourselves with the Holy Spirit. Hatuwezi kujijaza wenyewe na roho. God does that. Lakini Bwana Mungu ndiye hufanya hivyo. But when God does it then the needs to be a human response to what God has done. Lakini Mwenyezi Mungu anapofanya jambo lile lazima mwanadamu apokee. And in their case they began to speak in tongues. Katika kupokea tokio lake walianza kusema kwa lugha. They actually began to speak. Na hakika walianza kusema. That was their human response. Na hilo lilikuwa ni tendo lao la kibinadamu katika kupokea kazi ile kubwa. The Holy Spirit didn't speak in tongues. Roho Mtakatifu mwenyewe hakusema kwa lugha. They spoke in tongues. Lakini wale wanadamu wenyewe walisema. But it wasn't a human with human ability that they were doing it. Katika kusema kwa lugha namna ile haikuwa jitihada ya kibinadamu. Because Luke tells us that they spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave them the words to speak. Luka anapoandika anasema walisema kwa lugha kama roho alivyowajalia kusema. So you see a beautiful picture there of the combination of what God does and what we do. Unaitazama picha ile nzuri kiasi gani ya mchanganyiko wa kazi ya Mungu na mwanadamu anavyopokea. God always begins kwanza Mwenyezi Mungu ndiye mwanzishaji. We respond to what God does. Hakishaanzisha basi tunapokea kwa yale ambayo Bwana huyafanya. And then God gives us the power and the ability to do it. Halafu Bwana Mungu anatupa uwezo na uwezekano wa kufanya. And I want us to see this relationship between faith and action. Ninaomba tutazame uhusiano wa mambo haya mawili juu ya imani na utendaji faith is not telling god what to do imani si kumuamuru mwenyezi mungu mambo gani ya kufanya faith is discovering what god wants to do lakini imani ni kuvumbua makusudi ya mungu anayotaka tuyafanye and responding and doing what he wants us to do na imani ikishagundua mambo ambayo Mungu anataka tufanye basi tunajikabidhi ili tufanye believing that he will then respond and give us the grace and the power to do that will of god ni kuamini kwamba yeye ataweza kutupa uwezo wa kufanya mapenzi yake 
And I want us to look at a passage in the Old Testament. Ninaomba tutazame kifungu katika agano la kale. It's in the book of Numbers. Katika kitabu cha Hesabu and the 13th chapter na ni sura ya 13 and verse 25 ni mstari wa 25 to verse 31 mpaka mstari wa 31 13:25 to 31 hesabu sura ya 13 mstari wa 25 mpaka wa Na tusome pamoja ukurasa wa mbili katika Biblia za kawaida. Hesabu 13:25-31. Wakarejea baada ya kuipeleleza nchi mwisho wa siku 40, wakaenda wakafika kwa Musa na kwa Haruni kwa mkutano wote wa wana wa Israeli katika jangwa la Parani huko Kadeshi wakawaletea habari wao na mkutano wote wakaonyesha matunda ya nchi wakamwambia wakasema tulifika nchi ile uliyotutuma na hakika yake ni nchi yenye wingi wa maziwa na asali na haya ndio matunda yake lakini watu wanaokaa katika nchi ile ni hodari na miji yao ina maboma Nayo na ni makubwa sana na pamoja na hayo tuliwaona wana wa Anaki huko Amaleki anakaa katika nchi ya Negeb na Mhiti na Myebusi na Mwamori wanakaa katika milima na Mkanani anakaa karibu na bahari na kando ya ukingo wa Yordani Kalebu akawatuliza watu mbele ya Musa akasema na tupande mara tukaita malaki maana bila shaka bali wale watu waliopanda pamoja naye wakasema hatuwezi kupanda tupigane watu hawa kwa maana wana nguvu kuliko sisi here we see this uh, well known story about the spies that were sent into the promised land Tunatazamishwa habari hii ajabu wapelelezi wametumwa ili kwenda kuitazama nchi hii. It's a very sad story. Ni habari ambayo inaumiza inauma. Because Moses was a very great man of God. Kwa sababu Musa alikuwa mtu wa Mungu, he was able to bring the people out of Egypt. Alikuwa amefanikiwa kuwatoa wana wa Israeli kutoka utumwani Misri. But he was not able to bring them in to the promised land. Lakini alishindwa kuingiza katika nchi ya Hadi. They were not able to get into the promised land because of their unbelief. Walishindwa kuingia nchi ile ya Hadi kwa sababu ya kutoamini kwao. Only two of those people entered the promised land. Lakini katika wale waliotumwa kwenda kuipeleleza ni wawili tu walioingia katika nchi ile ya Hadi. Now the report they brought back was a true report. Habari ya taarifa walioileta ilikuwa ni habari ya kweli ndivyo ilivyokuwa. First of all it was true about the, the fruit in the land. Kwanza kuhusu mazao na matunda ya nchi yalikuwa ni habari ya kweli. It was a beautiful land. 
It was a land flowing with milk and honey. But they were also true in that there were many problems in that, uh, for them in that land. The people were very strong. The cities were strongly fortified. And so the spies came back. Most of them said, we'll never be able to do it. But two of them had the faith to say, with God's help we can do it. And I sense that this is where many of you are at this present time. There has been brought to you like a promised land. We have shared with you the good things of that promised land. But we have not hidden from you the dangers and the difficulties. Now it is up to each one of you what you do. And the key of the kingdom is faith. Na ufunguo wa kuingia katika ufalme ule ni imani. By faith I believe you can and will enter this land. Kwa imani nina hakika na nathibitisha kwamba mtaingia katika nchi hii hadi. It's a land which the Lord has promised for you. Ni nchi ambayo Bwana Mungu ameiahidi kwa ajili yenu. It's a spiritual land that is going to bless Tanzania. Ni nchi ambayo ni ya kiroho ambayo itakuwa mbaraka kwa ajili ya nchi hii ya Tanzania. And the Lord is saying to you trust me. Na Bwana anakuambia niamini mimi. I will give you all you need. Nitakupa kila utakacho. You see those fortified cities? Unaona miji ile jinsi ilivyojengewa ngome? I'm going to knock the walls down. Hallelujah. Ngome zile nitazivunjilia mbali, Bwana asifiwe. All you've got to do is just walk around the walls. Lakini unachotakiwa kufanya ni kuizunguka miji ile nje ya kuta zake tu. I'm going to win all these battles for you. Mimi nitawashindia vita hizi. That's what the Lord is saying to all of you. Hivyo ndivyo Bwana anavyosema kwenu nyote. I will give you strength. Nitakupeni nguvu. I'll give you wisdom. Nitakupeni hekima. I'll show you the way. Nitakuonyesheni njia halisi. I'll give you authority over all the enemy. Nitakupeni mamlaka juu ya maadui. Let God arise and let all his enemies be scattered. Mwache Mungu ainuke ili maadui zake watawanyike huko. But you've got to go in and possess the land. Lakini lazima uchukue hatua ya kuenda ili uimiliki nchi we heard the story of uh, from an American recently. And he was a, a, a really a pagan American. I mean he, he had no contact with the church whatsoever. But very wonderfully he came to know the Lord. 
mtu huyu kwa namna isiyoweza kuelezeka alipata nafasi ya kuja kumtambua bwana na kumjua now he had never been to church before mtu yule hakuwa amewahi kuingia kanisani hata mara moja he never read the bible before hakuwa amepata nafasi ya kuisoma biblia hata mara moja but he knew the lord lakini akamjua bwana but he soon found he had some problems with the church na baada ya kumjua bwana kanisa likaanza kuwa ni tatizo akaanza kutana matatizo ndani ya kanisa you see he was reading the bible all the time yeye alikuwa akisoma biblia kila wakati and then he went to church halafu alikwenda kanisani and he found church so different from the bible akalikuta kanisa jinsi lilivyo ni tofauti kabisa ukitazama katika neno la Mungu and after one after uh, the service was over he talked to his wife na baada ya ibada ilipomalizika akaongea na mkewe and he said to his wife when are they going to do it akasema sasa watafanya hivyo lini so uh, they thought well perhaps this was just a, a quiet sunday they weren't going to do it this sunday basi mkewe akasema labda jumapili hii ilikuwa ni jumapili ya simia na ya utulivu lakini watafanya jumapili ijayo. So they came next Sunday. Jumapili iliyofuata wakaja tena kanisani. And uh, it still wasn't like it was in the Bible. Na pia wakaja tena wakaona si kama katika Biblia inavyosimuliwa. So they thought maybe they're just having two weeks holiday. Wasema <laughs> labda wamejipa likizo kutofanya mambo haya pengine kwa wiki mbili tu. Then he came on the third Sunday. Akaja tena Juma la tatu. And they still weren't doing it. Na wakakuta hawafanyi vile tena. So he said he went to one of the elders of the church. Kwa hiyo baada ya ibada akaenda kwa mmoja wazee wa kanisa. He said excuse me but when are you going to do it? Akasema tafadhali mnisamehe. Lini mtafanya hivyo? And the elder said to him do what? Basi yule mzee wa kanisa asema tufanye hivyo nini? Do what the Bible says he said. Asema mfanye kama Biblia inavyosema. Well, he said what do you mean by that? Mzee wa kanisa akasema una maana gani? He said when are we going to go out into the streets and preach the gospel and win the win the lost? Asema Biblia inavyosema tuende mitaani ili tukawavute wengi kuamini injili tutakwenda lini when are we going to heal the sick like jesus did je tutakwenda tutawaponya wagonjwa kama yesu alivyofanya lini when are we going to deliver people from the evil spirits je tutawasaidia wengi kuondokewa na nguvu za mashetani vipi lini and the man said this to him yule mzee wa kanisa akamwambia we don't do it here we just sing about it akasema mambo hayo hapa huwa hatuyafanyi ila huwa tunaimba tu juu yake see faith isn't just singing asema basi ilikuwa kwa kweli ni kuiaimba tu it isn't just praying na wala sio kuomba it isn't just talking about it si kuyasema tu kuyasimulia mambo haya it's going and doing it kwa kweli ni kuinuka na kuondoka na kuenda na kufanya doing it the way Jesus did it kufanya kama bwana Yesu mwenyewe alivyofanya now Jesus was a great teacher bwana Yesu alikuwa mmoja alikuwa mwalimu mkuu and he taught them about the kingdom aliwafundisha juu ya ufalme and he told them what the kingdom was aliwafundisha jinsi alivyoeleza ufalme ni nini but then he went and did it 
na baada ya kufundisha alikwenda akafanya he went and demonstrated the kingdom akaenda akaonyesha kwa vitendo ufalme maana yake nini and the lord wants us to do that na bwana anataka sisi tuende tukafanye hivyo this same man has said this and i think you'll be able to translate this into swahili huyo mtu amesema hivi natumaini ndugu ataweza kutafsiri vizuri kwa kiswahili the word for faith is imani isn't it neno faith ni imani imani uh what's the swahili for risk risk, risk. a risk taking a risk hatarisha ah yeah this man said that faith is spelled r i s k <coughs> imani imeandikwa ina maana yake ni hatari ah do you understand do you understand yes no no you don't understand all right Uh, what he's saying is that the meaning of faith in the bible is that we are prepared to take risks imani katika biblia kama inavyoonekana ni kuingia katika hatari i i know i know what he meant by this mimi nilipowasikia hivi nilielewa ana maana gani because i for many years i had a real problem about praying for sick people kwa miaka mingi nimepatwa matatizo sana juu ya kuombea ninapoombea wagonjwa because i found it difficult to take a risk kwa sababu ninaogopa kujihatarisha and the risk is that they won't be healed na kwa kweli ukiingia katika matatizo kwa kujihatarisha hayaponyeki that that's that's all right maybe Ninapo hatari inanikuta kwa sababu ninadhani nikiwaombea huenda je hawatapona. Na hasa hofu inakuja sana wakati tunapoombea wagonjwa hadharani. Na tunapokuwa wachache mahali tumefichama ni rahisi kufanya because if they're not healed no one's going to see that you failed kwa sababu wasipopona kwa kweli na mlikuwa wachache wawili huko chumbani basi hakuna atakaye walaumu and now the israelites had to take lots of risks when they went into the promised land kwa hiyo ili kuingia katika nchi ya ahadi wa israeli walipaswa kuingia katika hatari kubwa sana and when we walk by faith In the Lord we have to be prepared to take these risks. Lazima tujitayarishe tunapoingia katika imani tunapomtegemea Bwana katika hatari. Now I've spoken about the gifts of revelation. Nimesema juu ya vipawa vya kufunuliwa au vya ufunuo. you'll see them there in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Na unaweza kuviona vipawa vile katika waraka wa kwanza kwa Korinto sura ya 12. We've seen the gift of the word of uh, word of wisdom. Tumeonyeshwa juu ya kipawa cha neno la hekima and the word of knowledge juu ya neno la ujuzi au maarifa and the gift of prophecy. Na tuliona kipawa juu ya 
unabii kutoa unabii and the gift of discerning of spirits na kipawa cha utambuzi kuitambua roho and the uh, gift of uh, dreams and visions na kipawa cha kupata ndoto na maono and these are all gifts to help us know what the will of god is Vipawa hivi vyote kwa kweli ni kutusaidia ili tuyajue mapenzi ya Mungu ni nini. To know what the enemy is doing. Kujua adui anafanya nini. To know where God is at work. Kujua Mungu wapi anafanya kazi sasa. So that we can move with God in what we're doing. Ili tuweze kwenda na Mungu wetu katika yale tunayokwenda kuyafanya. But the other gifts that are mentioned in that list are to do with our action. Lakini vipawa vingine vinavyotajwa ni kufanya kwa matendo yetu wenyewe. There's the gift of faith. Kuna kipawa karama ya imani. That's so encouraging to know that God gives us faith for what he wants to do. Na hiyo inatia moyo kujua kwamba Bwana Mungu hutupa imani ili tuweze kufanya yale tunayofanya. He will give you at the moment of what he want, when, when he wants to do something he will give you that gift to do it bwana mungu atakupa kipawa kile wakati ule anapotaka ufanye kitu and then there's a gift of working miracles na kuna karama ya kufanya miujiza that is a gift of the holy spirit hicho ni kipawa cha roho mtakatifu and god will work miracles through his people na bwana atafanya miujiza kuwatumia watu. Then there's a gift of or the gifts of healing. Halafu kuna karama ya uponyaji. It's wonderful to know that healing is God's responsibility not ours. Inatia furaha kujua kwamba kazi hii ya kuponyesha watu sio yetu ni kazi ya Mungu mwenyewe. He has told us to heal the sick. Yeye mwenyewe ametuambia tuwaponye wagonjwa. And the Lord doesn't tell us to do something if he doesn't also give us the gifts to do it. Na Bwana asingelituambia tufanye kitu ambacho asingeweza kutupa vipawa vya kutumia. And it will be given to us at that moment the gifts for the healing. Na kipawa cha kuponya tunaweza tukapewa wakati ule kinapotakiwa kitumike. Not everyone will have that gift. Lakini inawezekana ni baadhi yetu tu wanaweza wakapewa si wote but there will always be in the church those with the gifts of healing. Lakini katika kanisa lazima kutakuwapo waliona karama ya uponyaji. And then I want to say something else about uh, the authority that God gives to us. Na ninaomba niseme tena kuhusu mamlaka ambayo Bwana Mungu hutupa sisi. The ministry of deliverance is very important in the church today. Kazi ya kukemea mapepo au kuwasaidia watu waondoke katika roho mbaya ni kazi ya lazima katika kanisa leo. And we need to understand the part that we play in this and the part that God plays in this. Ni lazima tuelewe wajibu wetu na wajibu wa Bwana Mungu. God has already done everything to deliver us from Satan. Bwana Mungu amefanya yote ili kututoa katika nguvu za shetani. Jesus did that on the cross. Bwana Yesu aliifanya kazi ile pale msalabani. When he died on the cross, the power of Satan was neutralized. Pale msalabani Bwana Yesu alipokufa, nguvu ya shetani ilitiwa maji. 
iliondolewa nguvu yake. That doesn't mean that Satan is destroyed. Hiyo haina maana kwamba shetani ameangamizwa. He is still very active. Yupo bado kwenye shughuli zake kwa nguvu sana. He is more active than ever before. Sasa hivi anaonekana anafanya kazi sana kuliko wakati wowote. He knows his end has been determined. Anajua kabisa tokeo litakalomkuta mwisho wake maana limekushakatwa shauri lake. And he will do everything to delay that end. Atajitahidi sana kuchelewesha ili ule mwisho usimfikie haraka. And the scripture tells us that as we get nearer to the return of Christ, so the power of Satan will come stronger and stronger. Na neno la Mungu linatuambia tunapoelekea kufikia ule mwisho ndipo nguvu za shetani zitaonekana sana tena na tena. Now this is very important what I have to say. Jambo hili ni la maana sana ambayo nataka kusema. When we are faced with satanic power, tunapokabiliwa na nguvu za shetani, we do not ask Jesus to deal with it. Hatumuulizi Yesu ashughulikie. Because he's already done it. Maana amekwishamaliza kazi ya kushughulikia and he has told us to deal with the manifestation of Satan on earth. Na yeye amekwishakutupa uwezo ili tuweze kushughulikia kutokana na vile vipawa na karama ambazo ametupa za roho yake. Now I pray to Jesus that he will give me his power. Ninamuomba Bwana Yesu ili anipe nguvu that he will give me his discernment aweze kunipa uwezo wa kutambua that he will protect me from the power of the enemy ili anikinge na nguvu za yule adui but then i do it na baada ya kufanya vile lakini lazima nifanye mwenyewe we see this in the gospels tunaona hivi katika injili because jesus sent the disciples out kwa sababu bwana yesu aliwatuma wanafunzi wake huko and he said i have given you power akawaambia nimewapeni mamlaka to tread upon serpents and scorpions kukanyaga juu ya nyoka na nge and over all the power of the enemy na nguvu zote za yule adui we are the children of god sisi ni watoto wa mungu and we have been given by god authority on earth against the evil one na tumepewa mamlaka na yeye mungu hapa duniani kumshinda yule mwovu the scripture always says that with satan it's our responsibility to deal with the enemy na mamlaka anatuambia ni juu yetu kushughulika na nguvu za adui peter speaks about the devil as a, like a lion Petro katika nyaraka zake anasimulia jinsi ambavyo shetani ni kama simba. But then he tells the, the Christians whom resist. Lakini tena anawaambia wakristo kwamba mpingeni. You resist the enemy. Mpingeni adui. And therefore we have this wonderful authority from the Lord to deliver people from the power of the enemy. Kwa hiyo tunayo mamlaka haya ya ajabu kuwasaidia kuwatoa watu kutoka katika nguvu za adui. Now we've been thinking especially uh, this morning about the gifts for the body of Christ. Asubuhi ya leo tumekuwa tukiwaza juu ya vipawa vinavyoweza kuangukia mwili wa Kristo. But now I want to change the focus of what Tasa, we're thinking about. Ninataka kugeuza mtazamo ili tuone jinsi tunavyofikiri. Because the gifts of the spirit are also 
to help us win the world for Christ. Lakini pia vipawa vya roho vinakuja ili vitusaidie kuvuta ulimwengu kumuelekea bwana wetu Yesu Kristo. And this is uh, the focus often in the New Testament. Na huo ni mtazamo halisi katika agano jipya. When uh, uh, Jesus said in the 16th chapter of Mark these signs will follow those who believe. Katika injili ya Marko Bwana anaposema ishara hizi zitafuatana na waaminio. And he mentions healing gifts. Anataja karama za uponyaji. Speaking in tongues. Anasimu, anataja karama za kusema kwa lugha. And deliverance from poisons and things like that. Na karama za kukingwa na hatari za maumivu ya sumu mbalimbali. It is in the context of the commission of Jesus to preach the gospel to the whole world. Ipo hali ile au vipawa vile katika ile amri ambayo Bwana Yesu alipowatuma watu waende huko. I want us now to turn to the Acts of the Apostles. Ninataka tuende katika kitabu cha matendo ya mitume. And in the Acts you'll find that every important evangelistic opportunity you'll see the gifts of the Spirit there. Utaona katika kitabu cha matendo ya mitume kila mahali ambapo kazi ya uinjilisti imebebwa kwa nguvu vipawa vile hujitokeza. Let's turn to Acts chapter 9. This is the story of the conversion of Paul. Pale kuna habari ya kuongoka kwake Paulo. Paul is converted but no one knows he's converted. Paulo alipoongoka kwa kweli si wengi waliojua. And therefore the Lord wants to bring a disciple to help Paul. Lakini Bwana anataka kumleta mmoja wanafunzi wake ili aje kwa Paulo. And so he chose a man called Ananias. Kwa hiyo akamchagua mtu anayeitwa Anania. And in verse 10 we read the Lord said to him in a vision Ananias and he said Here am I Lord. And the Lord said to him rise and go to the street called Straight and inquire in the house of Judas for a man of Tarsus named Saul. For behold he is praying. Tusome pamoja mstari wa 10 sura ya 9 kitabu cha matendo ya mitume. Basi palikuwa na mwanafunzi jina lake Anania. Bwana akamwambia katika maono, Anania, akasema mimi hapa Bwana. Bwana akamwambia simama enenda zako katika njia uitwayo nyofu. Kaulize katika nyumba ya Yuda mtu aitwaye Sauli wataso maana angalia naomba Now there the Lord very specifically tells Ananias what to do Hapa Anania anaambiwa kabisa jambo ambalo anapaswa afanye He names the street in which the uh, Paul is Anataja hata barabara ile mtaa ule ambamo Paulo yumo He tells him the house that he's living in. Anataja hata nyumba ambamo Paulo yumo. And he tells him what he's doing. Anamwambia anayoyafanya Paulo hapo. Now there is no way that Ananias could have known that except by the Holy Spirit. Kwa kweli Anania asingeweza kujua barabara, nyumba, mambo anayoyafanya Paulo bila ya kuambiwa na Roho Mtakatifu. 
It was the Lord who gave this information to Ananias. Ni bwana alimpa taarifa hii Anania. Will the Lord not do the same for us? Je, bwana hawezi kufanya kwetu pia sisi leo? How do you know that there may not be in your town or in your village someone just like that? Je, utawezaje kutojua kwamba kuna mtu wa aina ile katika mji au kijiji chako. Someone's had an encounter with Jesus. Kuna mmoja ambaye amekutana na Bwana Yesu and they're praying and waiting for someone to come and tell them what's happened to them. Mtu yule yupo katika sala, anaomba, anataka mtu mmoja aje amwambie yale yaliyotokea. I believe the Holy Spirit is in the church. Ninaamini kwamba Roho Mtakatifu yumo katika kanisa. There can be no church without the Holy Spirit. Na kama kuna kanisa litakalo kuwapo lisiwe na Roho Mtakatifu haliwezi kuwapo. But the Holy Spirit is out there in the world also. Na Roho Mtakatifu pia yuko huko nje. Jesus said he would be out there. Bwana Yesu alisema atakuwapo huko. And he's opening people's minds and their hearts to the Lord. Huko nje anawafumbua watu akili zao na roho zao Here's a perfect example of God at work in the life of a person. Hapa ni habari ya hakika jinsi Mungu anavyofanya kazi katika maisha ya mtu. God was at work. Bwana Mungu alikuwa kazini. But then he brought he needed the cooperation of Ananias for the next step in that uh, story. Katika kazi yake Alimuhitaji Anania ili ashirikiane naye katika kufanya makusudi yake. Turn on to the next chapter, chapter 10 of Acts. Endelea tazama sura ya kumi katika kitabu kile cha Matendo ya Mitume. This is the story of the conversion of Cornelius and his friends. Hii ni habari ya kuongoka kwake Cornelio na marafiki na ndugu zake. This is sometimes called the Gentile Pentecost. Hapa wakati mwingine inatajwa kwamba ni pentekote ya wa mataifa. Now look at verse 5. Tuone mstari wa 5. Uh, this is uh, the Lord speaking to uh, Cornelius. Hapa Bwana anamwambia Cornelio, "Now send men to Joppa and bring one Simon who is called Peter. He's lodging with Simon a tanner whose house is by the seaside." Tusome mstari wa 5 na wastapa moja. Sasa basi peleka watu yafa ukamwite Simon aitwaye Petro yeye ni mgeni wa mtu mmoja jina lake Simon mtengenezaji wa ngozi ambaye nyumba yake iko pwani atakwambia ya kupasayo kutenda Here it's the other way around from chapter nine. Hapa ni namna iliyo tofauti na ile tuliyoiona katika sura ya tisa. But again the Lord is very specific. Lakini tena hapa Bwana ana hakika kabisa anavyoonyesha. He tells Cornelius the name of the person. Bwana anamwambia Cornelio jina la mtu, the city in which he is living, mji anakoishi, and the house where he's staying. Na nyumba nyumba anamoishi. And if you go through that story you'll see that God also spoke to Peter. Na ukifuata ile sura ya kumi, utaona tena Bwana alisema na Petro. Gave him a vision that prepared him for the ministry. Alimtayarisha, akimpa ujumbe kwa ajili ya kazi atakayopaswa kuifanya. And then told him about the people who were coming to meet him. Bwana akamwambia aina ya watu wanaokuja kumuijia Petro. The Holy Spirit at work in this tremendous 
thing that the Lord did in that, uh, on that occasion. Roho Mtakatifu akafanya kazi kubwa ya ajabu katika tukio lile. And then turn to chapter 13. Na tutazame sura ya 13. This is the first example of soma in action. Hapa kwa kweli ni mfano halisi wa soma katika matendo. Here's the church in Antioch. Hapa kuna kanisa huko Antiochia. And in this church there are prophets and teachers. Huko Antiochia katika kanisa kuna walimu na manabii. And they're having a time of worshiping the Lord and fasting. Watu hawa wana muda wa kukesha na kufunga katika Bwana. And here's a gift of prophecy comes in the meeting. Na hapa kuna kuja ujumbe kwa unabii katika mkutano. Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them. Yes. Verse, sorry, um, verse uh, 2. Mstari wa pili tusome pamoja. Basi hawa walipokuwa akimfanyia Bwana ibada na kufunga, Roho Mtakatifu akasema, "Nitengeneni Barnaba na Sauli kwa kazi ile niliyowaitia." Here's the first apostolic team. Hapa ni ni timu ya kimitume ya kwanza the first the first soma team ilikuwa ni timu ya kwanza ya soma uh, the holy spirit was sending them out roho mtakatifu akaunganisha halafu akawatuma waende now how did they know that this was the holy spirit telling them to do this ah uh, unaweza kujuaje kwamba hapa ni roho mtakatifu alikuwa akitayarisha mambo haya kwa kuwatuma I think there's probably an easy answer to this. Lakini nadhani there's no an easy answer. Ni jibu ni rahisi. There's no an easy answer. Hakuna jibu rahisi hapa. Now, imagine in your church a prophecy like this. Fikiri katika kanisa lenu kuna unabii kama huu. And the two most difficult people in the church are called to to go out of the church. Watu walio wakakamavu au wagumu katika kanisa wanaomba watoke nje. I sometimes wish that sometimes you would hear that. <laughs> Labda ninafikiri inaweza kujitokeza mkasikia hivyo wakati fulani. Well, I would be very suspicious of that kind of prophecy. Uh, nitakuwa na mashaka na unabii ule. But if a prophecy comes and says the two finest teachers preachers and ministers they are to go from the church lakini kama unabii ukija ukawagusa wa ndugu kati yenu walio walimu wazuri wahubiri wazuri watu wanaotegemewa katika kanisa i think then one would would uh, see that this was the holy spirit pale mtu anaweza kukubali kwamba hapa ilikuwa ni roho mtakatifu and then look let's look on to Acts chapter 16. Tutazame kitabu cha matendo ya mitume sura ya 16 in verse 6. Katika sura ya mstari wa 6. We read verse 6 to verse 10. Tusome aya ya 6 mpaka ya 10. Tusome pamoja. Wakapita katika nchi ya Frigia na Galatia wakikatazwa na Roho Mtakatifu wasilihubili ile neno katika asia walipofika kubali misia wakajaribu kwenda Bithinia 
lakini roho wa Yesu hakuwapa ruhusa wakapita misia wakateremkia troa Paulo akatokewa na maona usiku alimuona mtu wa Makedonia amesimama akimsihi na kumwambia vuka huku uje Makedonia utusaidie basi alipokwisha kuyaona yale maono mara tukataka kutoka kwenda Makedonia kwa kuwa tuliona hakika ya kwamba Mungu ametuita tuahubiri habari njema Here again we see the Holy Spirit guiding the church Hapa tena tunaomwona Roho Mtakatifu akiliongoza kanisa We have, we see the Holy Spirit stopping them from going to certain areas. Tunamwona Roho Mtakatifu anawakataza wasiende upande fulani, but guiding them through a vision to move into a new area for evangelism. Lakini katika maono akiwaongoza njia ambayo anataka waende ili wakatimize ujumbe wake. And I believe if we're open to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will guide us where we're to go. Where we to move into some new area perhaps. Inaamini kabisa hata sisi kama tukimsikiliza Roho Mtakatifu atatuongoza katika njia ambazo anataka tuende katika maeneo mapya. Does anyone here suffer from discouragement? Kuna kati yetu hapa ambaye amepata kuumizwa na kukatishwa tamaa? Put your hand up. Do you ever get discouraged? Umepata kukatishwa tamaa? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Many many times. Mara nyingi tumekatishwa tamaa. But the Holy Spirit is the spirit of encouragement. Lakini Roho Mtakatifu ni roho wa kututia moyo. And Paul was very discouraged when he was in Corinth. Paulo alikatishwa tamaa sana alipokuwa Korinto. It was a very evil city. Mji ule wa Korinto ulikuwa mji mwovu. Uh, it was a very prosperous city. And he was finding it very difficult preaching the gospel there. And he was tempted to move away and to go somewhere where it was easier. Now let's look at Acts chapter 18. And verses 9 and 10. Na mistari wa 9 na wa 10. Kifungu cha 9 na cha 10 katika sura ya 18 tusome pamoja. Bwana akamwambia Paulo kwa maono usiku usiogope bali nena wala usinyamaze. Kwa kuwa mimi ni pamoja nawe wala hapana mtu atakayekushambulia ila kumdhuria kwa maana mimi nina watu wengi katika mji huu so Paul was encouraged and he stayed and a great harvest came in that city ingawa mji ule ulionekana ni mgumu lakini Paulo alitiwa moyo alibaki katika mji ule na kulikuwa na mavuno mengi now let's turn on to acts chapter 20 tutazame kitabu cha matendo yametume sura ya 20 here in this chapter Paul is speaking to the leaders of the church in Ephesus. Hapa Paulo anaongea kwa viongozi wa kanisa huko Efeso. And as he speaks to them he begins to prophesy. Na alipokuwa akisema nao alianza kuwapa unabii. 
And this prophecy is a warning to them about what's going to happen after he's left them. Katika unabii wake kulikuwa na ma, mambo ambayo yatajitokeza baada ya yeye kuondoka. Let's read verse 29 to verse 31. Tusome mistari wa 29 mpaka wa 31. Najua mimi yakuwa baada ya kuondoka kwangu mbwa mwitu wakali wataingia kwenu. Wasilihurumie kundi. Tena katika ninyi wenyewe watainuka wakisema mapoto. Wavute wao wafunzi wanaomewa. Kwa hiyo kesheni mkikumbuka ya kwamba miaka mitatu usiku na mchana sikuacha kumuonya kila mtu kwa machozi. Now I could go on giving you more and more illustrations from Acts. Ningeweza kuendelea na kuendelea nikionyesha vielelezo mbalimbali katika kitabu cha matendo ya mitume. But the message that comes so clearly to us in this book lakini ujumbe unakuja unaoeleweka kabisa katika kitabu hiki. Is that the Holy Spirit is guiding the church, is inspiring the church, is leading the church in all that God's will is for the church. Inatufundisha na kututhibitishia kwamba Roho Mtakatifu analitunza kanisa, analiongoza kanisa, analitangulia kanisa katika maisha yake yote. So that in only 30 years the gospel spread from Jerusalem to Rome itself. Lakini kwa sababu hiyo baada ya kipindi kifupi sana injili ilienea hata ikafikia Rumi kwenyewe. In that time too Thomas was traveling to India and even probably to China to preach the gospel. Na kipindi kile kile Tomaso mmoja wa wale mitume akasafiri pengine mpaka bara Hindi pengine mpaka China. And Paul's vision was to preach the gospel in Spain. Na mafunuo ya Paulo ilikuwa aende mpaka Hispania kuhubiri. The gospel was being preached in Africa. Na injili ilikuwa imekuwa ikihubiriwa huko Afrika. And all over the world of that time the gospel was spreading because the Holy Spirit was inspiring and guiding the church every step of the way. Kote kote katika ulimwengu wakati ule injili ikasambaa kwa haraka kwa sababu roho mtakatifu alikuwa akiliongoza kanisa akilitunza kanisa akilitangulia kanisa and then god was also giving the power gifts to the church for evangelism na pia mungu tunaona alikuwa akitoa vipawa kwa ajili ya uinjilisti vya roho mtakatifu we have time to look at this today na muda wetu unatukataza kwa sababu ya ufupi wake kuangalia mambo haya leo. But I advise you to study the Acts of the Apostles. Lakini nakushaurini msome matendo ya mitume. And you'll find again and again there's reference to some great healing that takes place and then thousands believe. Utaona kwamba katika matukio ya huduma ile wakati mwingine kuna uponyaji ulitokea halafu maelfu ya watu walimwamini bwana wetu. There's a great uh, uh, confrontation with Satan kuna makabiliano makubwa sana na shetani and the power comes upon the church and again thousands believe ingawa kanisa linayakuta yale makabiliano lakini linapokea nguvu kubwa alafu inashinda na maelfu ya watu wanamwamini bwana what i'm sharing to you i believe are further keys of the kingdom na ninaposhirikiana na ninyi ni huo ufunguo zaidi wa ufalme 
But I want to end with another very important key. Uh, katika kumaliza, nataka niseme ufunguo ulio wa maana sana. It's the key of suffering. Ni ule ufunguo wa kuingia katika mateso. The kingdom comes not only in power, but the kingdom comes in suffering. Lakini ufalme huja si katika ushindi wa, ma, wa nguvu tu, lakini pia hata katika mateso. There's a story about a young child that was sitting on the knee of a bishop. Kuna habari ya masimulizi juu ya mtoto mmoja aliyekuwa amepakatwa na askofu, alikuwa amekaa magotini kwa askofu. And this child began to finger the cross that the bishop was wearing. Huyu mtoto kwa sababu alikuwa amepakatwa na askofu, alianza kushika msalaba wa askofu aliyokuwa ameuvaa. And the child said to the bishop, is this a key? Alafu yule mtoto akamuuliza askofu, huu ni ufunguo? Yes he said it is a key Askofu akasema ndio huu it's, ni ufunguo It's the most important key of all Na huu ni ufunguo uliofunguo wa muhimu kuliko funguo zote The cross is the greatest key on the whole world Msalaba ni ufunguo wa pekee katika ulimwengu mzima It is the key of the kingdom Ni ufunguo wa ufalme through the cross Jesus has defeated Satan. Pale msalabani Bwana Yesu alimshinda shetani. Through the cross we have been saved. Pale msalabani sisi tumekombolewa. Through our being crucified with Christ we are sanctified by the Spirit. Katika kuingia kwa mateso na kusulubiwa pamoja na Kristo tunatakaswa. And wherever the church is suffering in the world today God is blessing it. Huko na huko duniani kanisa linapopita kwenye mateso Bwana nalibariki. This year I've been to two parts of the world where there is considerable suffering. E, mwaka huu nilipata nafasi ya kwenda upande wa duniani hapa katika eneo ambalo kanisa limekuwa likipita katika mateso makubwa. Last June we went to East Germany. E, mwezi Juni mwaka huu tulikwenda Ujerumani ya Mashariki. We visited a pastor who has been persecuted because he is a Christian. Tulimtembelea mchungaji ambaye amekuwa akiteswa kwa sababu ni Mkristo. He has seven children. Pastor huyu, mchungaji huyu ana watoto saba. And not a single one of those children has been given higher education because their father was a Christian. Kwa sababu baba yao ni mchunga ni ni, ni Mkristo. Watoto wale saba hawakupewa nafasi ya kupata elimu ya juu. The church in East Germany has been persecuted by the government. Serikali imelitesa sana kanisa katika upande ule wa Ujerumani. All the church schools have been taken away from them. Shule za Kikristo zimetaifishwa. They are not allowed to have meetings outside church buildings. Watu hawaruhusiwi kufanya mikutano nje ya majengo ya makanisa. But I tell you the Lord is blessing that church. Lakini katikati ya hayo Bwana nalibariki kanisa lile ninataka kuambia. We were thrilled to see the wonderful work of the Spirit amongst those Christians. Tulifurahi, tulifurahishwa kuona matendo makuu ya Roho Mtakatifu katika kanisa lile. And the other part of the world we went to was Uganda here in Africa. Uh, sehemu ya pili hapa duniani tuliyokwenda ni katika bara hili la Afrika huko Uganda. And again we saw the same thing. Huko Uganda tuliona jambo lile lile. Terrible problems in that country. 
Tumeona kuna mambo magumu sana. Thousands of Christians have been murdered. Ma elfu ya wa Kristo wamewawa. The Anglican Archbishop was murdered by the Amin. Askofu mkuu wa kanisa lile aliuawa na Idi Amin. Another of the Anglican bishops disappeared, his body has never been found. Na kuna askofu mwingine wa Kianglikana ambaye alitoweka na mwili wake haujaonwa tena. Did we find the church discouraged? Katika matokeo hayo yote tunakuta kanisa linakatishwa tamaa. We found the leaders full of a vision for evangelism throughout Uganda. Lakini tunawaona viongozi wa kanisa wanapewa mafunuo kwa ajili ya uinjilisti katika kanisa katika nchi ya Uganda. We found Christians who were thanking the Lord for the privileges they'd had. Tukawakuta wakristo waliojaa asante na shukrani kwa bahati neema ile waliopewa kuishi katika hali ile. Yes, the cross and suffering is the key in the kingdom. Ndio. Msalaba na mateso ni ufunguo wa kuingia katika ufalme wa Mungu. And when we pray, Lord, thy kingdom come. Na tuta, tunapokuwa tukiomba, tukisali, ufalme wako uje, e Bwana. We must not add but not with suffering. Na ni lazima we must not. We must not say no suffering. Tusiombe tusi mateso yaje pia katika ufalme ule. Tusio, tuombe yasije mateso tuombe yaje yeah. okay yes <laughs> we we pray tusiombe tu yasije tuombe yaje yeah that, right. sure, sure. thank you thank you <laughs> we we pray that prayer so often don't we the lord's prayer thy kingdom come tunasali sala ile sivyo ufalme wako uje but we can't pray that prayer without also knowing that there'll be suffering that'll come with it. Lakini tunapoisali sala ile lazima tujue kwamba mateso yatafuatana nao. And when we cry to the Lord, Lord, may I have a spiritual ministry. Napokuwa nikiomba, e Bwana, unipe huduma ya kiroho. I want Lord to be open to the gifts of the Spirit. Ninataka kuwa wazi Bwana kwa ajili ya vipawa vya roho. Then you are praying for suffering. Kwa kweli unaomba lakini unaomba kitu ambacho utapitia katika mateso yake. Let me just mention five aspects of this. Ninaomba nitaje mambo matano katika jambo hili. You are going to be exposed to the attacks of the evil one. Utakapofika katika hatua hii utadhihirishwa na katika matatizo na mapingamizi ya shetani. The first thing after Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit was out into the wilderness for 40 days. Jambo lilompata la kwanza bwana Yesu baada ya kuangukiwa na roho mtakatifu ilikuwa ni kwenda nyikani. And Satan will attack you and go on attacking you especially when you're moving in the power of the Holy Spirit. Na shetani atakutesa sana Na hasa kwa sababu ukiwa katika nguvu za Roho Mtakatifu. You will also have to go through many discouragements. Na utapitia katika kukatishwa tamaa mara nyingi. People will not share your vision. Watu hawatashiriki mafunuo ulionayo. People will disagree with you. Watu hawatakubaliana na wewe. People will discourage you. Watu watakukatisha tamaa. But praise the Lord for the Holy Spirit who encourages us. 
lakini bwana asifiwe ambaye hututia moyo thirdly you will suffer tiredness eh, jambo la tatu utasumbuliwa utaumizwa na uchovu utachoka when jesus was moving in the spirit bwana yesu alipokuwa kiendelea katika nguvu ya roho mtakatifu we read that he was very tired at times tunasoma kwamba mara nyingi alichoka ministering in the spirit exhausts us kutumika katika hali ya roho kunatuchosha i remember when i used to go to sunday services ninakumbuka nilipokuwa nikienda kwenye ibada za siku ya jumapili and i would preach nilipata nafasi ya kuhubiri and after the service i would shake hands with people at the door na baada ya ibada nilisimama mlangoni niliwashika mkono watu And then I would go home and watch television. Halafu baada ya kushika mikono nirudi nyumbani nitazama television yetu. You can't do that when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Ukishajazwa roho mtakatifu, mpango wako utabadilika. Utafanya kama ulivyozoea kwa ukifanya. You will probably have at least 50 people to pray for after the service. Utapata nafasi ya kuombea watu hamsini pengine baada ya ibada ile. And you will be there in the church till midnight. Na utakwamo kanisani mpaka usiku wa manane. It's not going to be easy. Haitakuwa rahisi hata kidogo. Fourthly, you will experience persecution. Eh, jambo la nne utateswa utaumizwa na mateso. Some of this is going to be very hurtful to you. Mateso mengine kwa kweli atakuwa ni ya kuumiza sana kwako. People close to you are going to laugh at you. Watu walio karibu na wewe watakudhihaki. This may happen maybe your wife. Pengine hata mkeo. Maybe your husband. Pengine labda mmeo. Maybe your minister. Pengine mchungaji wako. You will suffer persecution utaingia katika maumivu ya mateso The man who is after the spirit is always persecuted by the man who is after the flesh Mtu ambaye anaangalia mambo ya kiroho na kuingia anateswa sana na mtu wa mwili And those people who are not in the spirit will always persecute those people who are in the spirit Wale ambao sio wa kiroho watawatesa wale wa kiroho And then you will have problems. Na utapata matatizo. But you will like the problems. Lakini kwa kweli utayapenda matatizo. You will say thank God for the problems. Utamshukuru Mwenyezi Mungu kwamba asante kwa sababu ya matatizo On Sunday you will look at your congregation in a new way. Utatazama kundi la waamini katika kanisa lako kwa mtazamo ulio mpya you'll be preaching to a hundred ministers utakuwa ukihubiri katika kundi lile lakini la wahudumu mia pengine people who when they're filled with the spirit will come and help you in the ministry watu waliojazwa roho mtakatifu watakuja kukusaidia katika kuhudumu now that will become a problem to you na sasa wakija kwa kweli litakuwa tatizo kwako because your ministry will be to train them and to help them kwa sababu kazi yako sasa itakuwa ni kuwasaidia na kuwafundisha you will find other problems as the church begins to grow na utaanza kuyagundua matatizo yataongezeka mengine jinsi kanisa litakavyoendelea kukua but i would rather have those problems than the other kind of problems kwa kweli mimi ninge taka kukutana na matatizo hayo kuliko matatizo mengine I'd rather have the problems of life in the church than the problems of death 
Ningependa kwa kweli kukutana na matatizo hayo ya kuona kanisa lililo hai kuliko matatizo ya kanisa katika mauti. I want to end with just one statement that Jesus made. Ninataka kumaliza na tamshi moja ambalo Bwana Yesu alilifanya. Jesus never hid from his disciples the suffering that they were going to have. Bwana Yesu hakuaficha wafuasi wake ma tatizo ma mateso watakayakuta wanafunzi wake. Jesus said they persecuted me they'll persecute you. Bwana Yesu aliwaambia wanafunzi wake akasema ikiwa walinitesa mimi walini watakufanya wewe pia. He said in the world you will have tribulation. Alisema katika ulimwengu mtapata mateso. But be of good cheer. Lakini jipeni moyo. Be encouraged. Tiweni moyo. Because I have overcome the world. Kwa sababu mimi nimeushinda ulimwengu. And I leave that with you. Na hilo ninakuachieni. You're going to have tribulation. Mtakutana na mateso. I don't want you to have that. Kwa kweli mimi nisingependa mkutane nayo. But you will have it. Lakini kwa kweli mtakutana nayo. But I thank God that Jesus will encourage you in it. Lakini namshukuru Mungu kwamba Bwana Yesu atawatieni moyo. And you will say as I say after 20 years of this it's worth it. Na ninajua utasema kama ambavyo mimi ninasema kwa miaka 20 kwamba mateso yale yanastahili. Yana I would never exchange the old life for this new life in the spirit. Baada ya kupitia maisha yale ya zamani kwa kweli nisingetaka kuyarudia. Nisingebadilisha maisha haya mapya na maisha yale ya zamani. It's very tough. Kwa sababu ilikuwa ni magumu. But it's never dull. Haya ni magumu lakini kwa kweli sio yaliyo it's exciting. Hayana msisimko, yanasisimwa haya. I understand. Ninamalizia hapa. You've been wonderful listening. Mmekuwa waajabu katika kusikiliza. You've had three hours of, of listening. Mmekuwa <laughs> na masaa matatu ya kusikiliza tu. I think you're just the best listeners I know in the world. Mmekuwa wasikilizaji bora ambao nimekutana nao hapa duniani. And I just thank God for this privilege of being here to be with you to teach. Ninamshukuru sana Bwana kwa neema hii ambayo nimeipata kuwapo mbele yenu na kufundisha. You won't remember it all. Pengine hamtayakumbuka yote. But the Holy Spirit will remind you when you need to remember it. Lakini Roho Mtakatifu atawakumbusha kila mtakapotakiwa kuyakumbuka. Let's pray together. Na tuombe pamoja. I thank you Lord for these wonderful days together. Ninakushukuru Bwana kwa ajili ya siku hizi pamoja. I thank you that you're preparing a people here in Tanzania. Ninakushukuru Bwana kwa sababu unajitayarishia watu wako hapa Tanzania. They're going to go in and possess the land. Watu hawa watakwenda ili waitamalaki nchi. They're going to go in by faith. Watakwenda lakini kwa imani. And you're going to fight with them. Na wewe utawapigania. And you're going to guide them. Wewe utawaongoza. And you're going to feed them. Wewe utawalisha. And you're going to protect them. Wewe utawakinga. I thank you Lord for the land that is going to be possessed by faith. 
Ninakushukuru bwana kwa sababu ya inchi ambayo itatamalekiwa kwa imani. And we now by faith receive this in the name of Jesus. Kwa imani tunapokea haya kwa jina la Yesu. Amen. Amen.